What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, home of people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you all into the show, and today we're going to talk about what I coined as the biblical bachelor lifestyle. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is my first book, Biblical Bachelor. Now, this is not just a promotion for my book. Obviously, I would love for you to go and buy it and see past all of the the deception, the misnomers of both the church and the state and help develop your own personal philosophy. But you know what? We're going to really break this down because I want to explain this because this is how I live my life. And now. This is why I talk about in the book repeatedly, you got to develop your own personal philosophy because what works for me might not work for you. What works for you will probably not work for me. However, we're all human beings. We all have similar problems. However, our approach might be a little bit different. And where it all gets confusing is when the rubber meets the road, when we have to take the theoretical and put it in reality. That's when things get a little complicated. It was Sun Tzu who said that all warfare is based on deception. Now, when you think of warfare, you probably think of guys, maybe the guys with guns, guys with spears, swords, arrows, pikes, whatever, right? You know, one side's on here, the other side is over here, they go da 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 da, and then they fight, and then it's over. Well, that's just one form of war, and arguably the lowest, not the highest, the lowest form. There's a saying that goes back to the old days of England, back when there was an England instead of the, the nanny state that it is now. The UK is a disgrace, by the way. I can't believe all the stuff that I see on X with all of the, usually it's the Muslim immigrants, I'm sorry to tell you, it's the Muslim immigrants who are to find the police. The police don't even carry guns. <laughs> if you can believe it, they don't even carry guns. They're getting, you know, pushed around. Carnival, I think it was Carnival or something they had recently in or some festival or something in the UK that I saw. Disgraceful. People were dry humping all over the place, doing it in front of kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the debauchery was all over the place. But that simply goes to highlight what I talk about in Biblical Bachelor and why I preach the Biblical Bachelor lifestyle. Because if you're a religious person, or even if you want to be a good person and you're not maybe religious, maybe you're spiritual or maybe you're just someone who, who believes in monogamy, you believe that you should marry up somebody and love them, stay together, build your life, and all that. That is what we are conditioned to do. Now, that's not to say it does not work, or it can't work. It can work, but it is not what we are biologically programmed to do. Now, you've been told that that's what you were biologically conditioned to do, but that is not true. You know, in the Christian church, which is where I grew up, and I also am decently knowledgeable on Jew- Jewish spiritualism as well, but I was raised in the Christian church, and they have this idea from the Apostle Paul where they talk about the flesh, 
or the thorn in the flesh that he talks about. I believe it's in Philippians, I want to say. Anyways, that's unimportant as to where. What's more important is there are these analogies that he has for the flesh, you know, your, your, your monkey body. And I don't mind, that might offend some of you, but biologically, we're monkeys. Do you think it's an accident that we share like 99% of our DNA with certain kinds of monkeys? That's not meant to demoralize you. It's meant to give you perspective because some people like to think that they're above the animals. We are animals. We have animal bodies. Now, just because we have a spirit inside of us, that is our soul, that houses us on our soul, does not mean that we don't have a monkey body. It does not mean that we don't have physical needs that the monkey that stem from the monkey body. I realize this might go over some people's heads, and that it's not meant to insult you. It means that a it's early in the morning, at least it is for me. And on top of that, it's a very complicated thing to really wrap your head around unless you're familiar with the subject already. But the reason why I preach the biblical bachelor lifestyle is because it's really easy to live in this world of, oh, I need to I need to follow everything verbatim in both the New and Old Testaments. And if I can't, then I'm I'm a bad person. And you used to live in like this guilt shame cycle. I don't I'm not a proponent of living in that guilt shame cycle. How and I'm but however, on the flip side, I'm not saying that you should just go out there and be a complete debaucherous low life and do whatever the hell you want. I think there's a fine line between the two of them where, hey, I always step, I step to be a, I strive to be a good person. As in, I treat people with respect. I treat them with dignity. I, I treat others the way they want to be treated. The golden rule. At the same time, you don't ignore what it is that we are biologically conditioned to do. For example, let's take a look at marriage. I'm very for marriage when it comes to what it symbolizes. However, modern marriage today in the United States and most Western countries is not marriage. It is glorified indentured servitude, mainly on the part of the man. I mean, how else do you explain that if a guy can do everything right and still get divorced, no fault divorced, which means that he didn't actually do anything wrong. They're just not feelings there anymore. And then she could just take half his crap, the kids and, and balance. All she got to do is say, Hey, I file a temporary restraining order, which the States will give you with no evidence. I learned that in law class. And then you'll be able to, you could literally just, you could say, make up some complete and utter bull crap. And say, oh, uh, he was emotionally abusive, which you can't prove, really. All you can do is say, all he has to do is say he yelled at me, and that's abuse, apparently, today. And then you take the kids, bounce, he gets the restraining order, he can't file for full custody no more, and he's out high and dry. Isn't marriage wonderful? Oh, and by the way, the normie statistics, as in what they'll allow you to see is 50%. It's higher than that. And even if it is 50%, which it's not, it's higher than that. It's more like 70%. About that equals 70, 70, 75% of those divorces, whether it's from that 50% or 70%, are filed by not men, but women. Oh, yeah. 
oh yeah, you thought it was these dudes who were dirtbags who were wanting to hit everything that walked by. No, mm-mm. No, it's it's the ladies who are filing for divorce out here, and the average, the average life expectancy of a marriage is seven years. That's average. Oh yeah, you thought it was gonna last till you were old and gray and you were gonna you know die in your deathbed together? Nope. <laughs> That's not happening statistically. My friends, I don't say this to make you feel depressed. I say this as to point out there are other ways to live. Being a biblical bachelor can mean multiple things. It all depends on what you want. But it means that you stay single until you decide what it is you want to do. Do you want to get married? I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying that make sure you understand what you're walking into here. Don't just say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm told to do that, so I'm going to do it. You shouldn't do that for anything. You shouldn't do anything just because you're told to do it. You should do it because you've looked into the alternatives. You've looked into what it is you think you want to do. You've decided, hey, I, I think this is the right, I feel, I think this is the right move for me, and I'm going to do it. That is an educated decision that you have made that you're now going to move forward. That is smart. That is respectable. Not, I was conditioned to believe this. I was raised this way, so I'm going to do it like this. That is wrong. That is wrong. I don't care if it fits in with what the Bible says to t- uh, according to what you were told, but that is just stupid, in my opinion. Now, it's one thing if you're conditioned to do that, you look at the alternatives, you look at the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and you bring it all together and you say, hey, you know what? I've looked at every alternative. I've looked at other options, but you know what? I still think this is the right play. I respect that. Most people don't do that, though. They're too afraid to do that. I'll I'll show you something. Give me a second. I have to put down my coffee. Let me pull this up. Um, I don't have a picture of it on my computer, so hopefully this will suffice. But look, I'll read you. So look, I have a whole... I'll, I'll try to show that on the screen. I have all the chapters named out. I'll read, you, I'll read you the chapters that I have in here. You ready? Number one. Chapter one is debauchery and desire. Oh yeah, I start right out the gate. I adjust the elephant in the room. Talking about how we as dudes were naturally designed to spread our seed. And women are naturally hypergamous and they want to have the best man and that neither of those things are inherently bad. They're not on either side of the aisle. Testosterone is a hell of a drug and hypergamy is woman's version of testosterone in my estimation. And that is why I talk about this. Two is inner peace and intimacy. Oh yes, you must sacrifice one thing for the other. How many married men do you know that are actively like at peace? They're, I'm not talking about necessarily happy. I mean they're at peace. They're not playing firemen and putting out one fire here, one fire over there. They're helping that person over there. That's what most dudes are. That's what most men are told. That's where their value comes from is helping others, not actually looking out for themselves let's see number chapter three sacrifice and success oh yeah if you think that you're gonna come out here and you're just gonna get 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 and not give at all you are a fool 
Read Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And outwitting the devil while you're at it. And if you really want to step up your game out here. Of course, after you after you read this. Uh, chapter 4, Law and Love. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of... Now, this isn't legal advice. But this is inside logic and inside information that will help you realize that, hey... You know that the woman that says she loves you, that she that she's gonna, always going to be by your side. And what? Anytime a woman says something to you, I want you to put the the phrase right now at the end of whatever she just said. Oh, I love you, right now. Oh, I would never cheat on you, right now, because they're emotional creatures. And I don't say this to degradate them. I say this because this is just a fact of reality. And anybody who wants to argue otherwise, please, I welcome you to have this conversation because you'll lose. You'll come at me with your feelings and I'll rebut you with facts. Next case. Strength and solitude. Oh, yeah. You know how it's very um, normal in society to say, hey, you're lonely. Hey, you're, you're single. You must be miserable. First of all, if you ever, ever hear that from a woman she's projecting on you women are defined by the man that they are with men we are defined to an extent by the woman that we have or are around us but our our we are defined mainly through our achievements in life and women can be as a part of that that's no question about it but when it comes down to it we as men are defined by what we build in our lives and usually where our version of ourselves whether it be high or low are confirmed and affirmed by women for example if you're if you think you're the best and you're at the top and no women like you well then obviously you're not at the top because the hypergamy is telling them you ain't it now i'm not telling you that every single aspect of your masculinity is defined by women that's false but it'll certainly help you get a gauge. And now they can be wrong. Their hypergamy can be misplaced. But just be aware of what you're dealing with. And don't let people lie to you and tell you that, oh, ladies don't define you at all as a man. That's a lie. Total lie. No, it doesn't completely define you. But it will certainly let you know where, what echelon you're in. Uh, gold and godliness. Oh, yeah. If you thought that money was bad... You've never read the Bible, or at least you've never actually read it. Because I don't understand where this notion came from that, oh, God loves the poor people and God opposes the rich. No. No, that's false. In fact, the saying that people like to quote from Jesus where it says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter heaven. Totally mistranslated, by the way. Also... He wasn't talking about an actual needle, you know, like the ones you sew fabric with. Yeah, he's not talking about that. He's talking about an actual gate. That was called the eye on the needle, but, but I'm getting off track. I don't want to give away all the entire book. Uh, courtier and King. Oh, that's a good one. All about being a steward of what God has given you. So that you can get more. In other words, if you can't manage a little bit you do have right now, why in the world would you get anything more? 
Why? You can't handle it. You ever wondered why people who win the lottery blow it all in five to ten years and they're back working their no dead end job? It's because they don't know how to retain money. They don't know how to make the most of what they have so they can build on it and have more. And you need to learn about that. And that's what's in that chapter. Biology and babies. Oh yeah, I talk about the idea that your biology goes off and flies in the face of what the Bible asks you to do if you're a Christian. Or it flies in the face of what the state tells you you should do. Which is get married and create little taxpayers. In other words, other uh, synonym for children. I firmly believe that if you marry for love, you are making a huge mistake. Because historically, marriages were not based on love. They were based on money and power. You know, the two things that make the world go round, money and power. Yeah, that's why marriages would happen back in the day. That's what turns the world, money and power. Next case. Oh, and before I move on to the next thing. The reason I bring up babies and whatnot is because I firmly believe that as men, if you can't afford to get a surrogacy, as in you hire someone, a whole, the, the whole process is complicated. But in other words, if you cannot afford to use the miracles of modern science to help you have, give your kid the best chance at life, in other words, if you're a broke person, don't have kids. Do not have kids if you're broke. Because all you're going to do is ruin their lives. Your, your, your five-stroke special is going to cause another person 50 years of misfortune and help them work their way out of what you put upon them, which makes you a disgusting human being in my book. Next. I mean, you get the picture. I could keep going down the list, but I, I, you get the picture. I don't just say, oh, marriage bad, marriage no good. No, this is a whole thing about how you can model your life and what you can give and take from that book to develop your own personal philosophy. That is the whole point of the book. That's the whole point. I don't want you to just take my words at face value and not ask questions. I want you to ask questions. That's the whole point. The biblical bachelor lifestyle is built upon one simple thing, and that is self-discovery. That is finding out what you want in your life, and then you can go and get it. Not sitting back, not just going for whatever someone else tells you. It's sitting back and saying, hey, let's take a gander at all the potential options I have, and then I will pick. Then, if I want to get married, I'll get married. If I want to stay single, I'll stay single. There is no one way to live for the modern man. And if you are being pressured to act in one way or another way, you need this book. Because it will help you give insight to yourself so that you can then decide what you want instead of just giving in to the pressure that's put on you by various people in your life. My friends... It's time you took control and took the reins back in your life instead of feeling like a passenger and then turning around and blaming everybody else around you. That is disgusting, low-life, low-grade behavior, and I won't stand for it. Not in my life, so why are you standing for it in yours? My friends, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless America. Remember, you can find this in the description if you're interested in anything I said today. It's all right from this book. 
It'll be in the description. You can find it on Amazon. Biblical Bachelor by yours truly, Austin Creed. I want your life to be better. That's why I wrote the book. I didn't write it to get rich. In fact, any money I do make will just be used to write the next book that I'm already working on right now. It's not going to make me rich. It's going to make me help add more to this channel, add more to it, help you and help myself, and help everybody who's a part of this program. My friends, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless America. We're out of here. Have a great day. I'll be back. Peace.